Oh. M. Mom! Welcome to the Sissy That Talk Show podcast. I'm Joseph Shepard, and I am joined by the fabulous Cornbread the Snack Jeté. We just had a lot of fun on the talk show, didn't we? We Actually, that was very entertaining. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Good. I will tell you if I didn't. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you did. Yeah, I know it was a joy. So now we're going to get a little bit more intimate, because it's a podcast. Like, what kind of intimate, though? Like, personal question intimate or, like, nasty stuff? Both. Yeah, and I'm super excited. So Whatever it is. So I... Would like to start off by asking you, I saw recently your the Out of the Closet video. Yeah. But you had said previously, which I thought, that you weren't going to work with RuPaul or World of Wonder anymore. So mm-hmm. how did that happen? Wrong. That's wrong. Um, girl. It's probably because you didn't get to see it again um, on Twitter. Yeah. Because it was bu- yeah. a little back. So what I said, I was not going to season 15 and I was not doing All Stars. And if this is the problem. People like, not just saying you, I'm not talking about you at all, but like the internet in general, taking a twist off. Um... My words were blatant that I wasn't going to season 15. It wasn't my choice because it wasn't. And I'm not doing nobody's all-stars because I was not going back to all-stars. If I'm not doing a regular season, then I'm not doing it. Those are my words. Um, I never said I would not go back to Drag Race. I just was not going back to season 15, gotcha. which I didn't. Yeah. And I think what happens is people taking it and they like run with it because they want such a bad situation to happen with Drag Race or like such a... Uh, um, there's so many war stories about people who don't have great experiences on Drag Race for their own personal mm-hmm. reasons or whatever. And so they expect it just to be bad for everyone across the board. Um, and everybody expected it to be bad for me because, oh, she's a little loud and plus size and she's black. So they expected automatically I was going to hate my time there. So when I made that tweet and that post, it just went to, ooh, she's proving us right. I knew this would be the case. And it wasn't. It's just I was not offered 15 and I may or may not have had some kind of question or quest about and All-Stars. And I just said, I'm not doing 15. It wasn't my choice, but I'm not going to All-Stars. And people took that idea, screw one or one. And I'm like, no, that was not the case whatsoever. Why weren't you asked back for 15? I don't know. I don't work there. So you I weren't see. asked at all? Nothing ever happened from it? For 15? No. Okay. That's why I said I'll never do anybody's All-Stars. All-Stars. Oh. Mm, 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 but 15? Mm. No. So you're done with the drag competition aspect? Unless I go to a regular season, if that miracle ever happens, then yeah, probably. You would want to do a regular more than an All-Stars? 100%. Why is that? Because I didn't have the same experiences as people on All-Stars. They lost by losing and getting mm. sit home. What do you say when people, because what I do a lot of times on YouTube, I'll mm. ask people to send in questions. Yeah. And fans, there were a few fans that said things like, you faked breaking your foot. Yeah, that's my favorite one. What do you say to people like that? Oh, I just ignore it because you, you sound stupid. I mean, who spends a lot of money on Drag Race? A lot of it to go and say, ooh, I'm going to break my ankle on this day. Like, what sense does that make? Yeah. It just, it just, but it's just, they need any kind of theory to, people need a reason to dislike you or people need a reason to make it resolve for them. Yeah. But like, what do I look like going back and forth with the person? Oh, no, I didn't hurt myself. Here's the doctor this record. For what? <clears throat> What is that going to do for me? That's, once again, me giving you too much access to me. I'm like, girl, I'll go down. Just like, that's my problem. But, yeah, if you think I faked it, then sure, I faked it. Like, think whatever the fuck you want. That's not my problem. 
That's your theory. Mm-hmm. But like I know what happened. And I'm not about to spend that much money. I mean, we saw what's happening. I was doing great on the show. You really think I wanted to leave in the middle of that? Knowing they're sitting there that I was the personality and like always come in in the room. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing so great and I'm having so much fun and I'm getting so much attention on every one of these episodes. I'm going to hurt myself. Bitch, I ain't been to the cram. This That was my first time going. I can't just say pick my lipstick for myself. That's dumb. So yeah, they sound very stupid. I um, mean, they know they sound stupid too. Yeah. They just, and now you like, just told theories. them they sound stupid. So now mm-hmm. they have another confirmation. Yeah, that that they sound stupid. And I wish they would come to my Twitter and say something about it. I'll just block them too. Mm. But you're not blocked anymore, so technically you don't relate to them. I mean, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's the difference Shady. between um, being a local queen mm-hmm. and then being on Drag Race and then your stardom hits? Like, what's the difference? Did you notice, like, a big difference? Did you start, like... Do the local queens view you differently now? This is uh, mm, this is my theory on it, and like how I view myself, and I feel like everybody should too. Um, no matter if you're on Drag Race or not, you are still a local queen. You are. If I came up in Los Angeles, this is where my drag started. I am still a Los Angeles queen. I just have a stamp next to my picture when I go to gigs, and I get paid higher, obviously, for those moments. And it's like, am I? TV did do its job and it boosted everything and super excited for all like opportunities and stuff. But I think people forget, like, girl, you're still you're still a local queen. Mm-hmm. Even me during Drag Race, I am still technically a baby queen. When I got on Drag Race, I still qualify myself as a baby queen because I haven't been doing drag that long at all. So it's like not much of a difference other than like what opportunities are in front of you and then how much you get paid. But like maybe we all still local queens. At the end of the day, you still going home. To your home bars and to your home venues, and you, that's where you feel the most comfortable at, you are local to Los Angeles. You are still a local queen. I think a lot of people forget that, and that's the problem. It's not like drag race is something that pushes everybody. Like, these are the best of the best. No. It is a mixture of some things are good in their eyes, some things are bad in their eyes. And people think just because they get on the show that they're better than everybody in their city, and it's not. You're probably just worse than the people in your city, and they just wanted somebody that was pretty bad. So that's why they didn't pick your friend who was better than you. That's how my mind goes. So yes, humble thyself. Please. So were you picked because one of your friends was better than... I was great. Have you seen me? Hello. Went out on the fourth episode. Oh. Fenty. Fenty. (laughs) Volume four on Amazon Prime. Listen, all these opportunities. No, but um, it's one of those things I think those people need to understand that too. I always tell you people like, like local queens and like queens who have not done the show... The same thing. It's like, don't get discouraged from not being on Drag Race. That doesn't mean the people on Drag Race are better than you because we've seen, there are some like local, quote unquote, queens who perform, outperform any of these people who have touched the Drag Race stage um, other than people like Kennedy because baby, ain't nobody touching Kennedy on nobody's dance floor. Let's be Ooh. real. Listen, I have not, Kennedy and TT, I have not seen lip syncs like that touch Drag Race's stage. So I will take that back. You know, they weed anybody up but um yeah it's one of those things where it's like they're not better than you i'm not better than you either it's just all about what they wanted at the time yeah but the people who get on the show do change sometimes some of them and it's like i don't like that baby one of us just like you know we're still local so yeah it's just paycheck paycheck for sure what's Big the difference. biggest paycheck you've gotten the biggest one um like you want a number or like mm-hmm. from the gig not the gig just a number i can't tell you that Tell me the gig. I can't tell you that either. It's a lot of money. Mm. At least, you know, five mm. digits. Mm. Okay, mm. okay, okay. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. 
Yeah. Should have been $100,000 or $150,000, but it wasn't. Now, that would have been the biggest one. Yeah. That would have been lovely, but it's cool. You you can make it by working. But um, now I get paid pretty decently. It feeds my habit of buying them bags. How (laughs) many bags do you have? I don't know. Um, Buy one, one from each. Major labels. So oh, I buy okay. bags from major labels. Then I buy bags from um like um individual people like like small businesses mm-hmm. who are like doing their thing. I enjoy like because I get I just like a bag. But like if I'm going somewhere, if I wear like cheap clothes, then I put expensive items on with it. And if I wear like an expensive item, then I just grab one of my regular bags. Ooh, yeah, you gotta mix it up. When you are you more of like a big bag person, a small bag? Like how? Like what's the variety? Like what do you like? So I buy like the smaller ones by accident. It's like someone will go like shopping for me, like they like the oh. at like Balenciaga or something. So then I'm like, oh my god, I love that bag. But when they show it to you, it looks completely different than what it is in person. I got this like um like this red uh, red and black like snakeskin hourglass uh, Balenciaga, right? And on the phone, it looked so bad. I'm like, oh, that's the one. And then it got to me and was like very petite. And I was like, okay, cool. This is something I like take to like a carpet or something. But I prefer big bags. I carry a lot of stuff. Like what I have you- a lot of stuff in the bag. Like. Like, um, usually, like, wrappers from candy, like, a couple of napkins, um, my eyeglasses, like, my car keys. Um, well, I actually don't have a car, but, like, I still have car keys from the car that I had um, at my old house. I used to have a car in my garage, and I never drove it. So you and still then have it just those went keys bad. in your bag. Like, it, it, right now. Um, the car keys, um, Altoids, perfume, lotion, mm-hmm. crumbs, because, like, stuff fall out yeah. when you're eating in your bag. Um, but that's my, oh, nails, like. Glue on nails just in case I need those. Um, glue. There's a lot of stuff in there. Usually a brush, huh? Passport. Oh, passport. You look. Oh, keep looking. What else in there? You good? You got everything but the passport. Oh, passport. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I can And then the alcohol. Yeah. But you got to have your alcohol. What's your favorite? Um. Yes. But um. <laughs> oh, you know what I just got like into. Um, because I've always seen like in the music videos, uh-huh. and, like I never drank it. But um, what is it? Uh, Remy Martin. Really? Yeah, I never had Remy Martin before. But like, I always like. So I was like, I googled it because I have a bar at home. There's like one upstairs in my room, and there's one like downstairs. So my downstairs bar is like the one like two like, bars. Well, there's three. There's one in the front room too, but that's like like small stuff. But like the one upstairs is like the stuff that I like, you know I drink or if I'm hosting, um, parties, not trade. Which technically sometimes is a party too, but like downstairs is like the main bar, so that's like how like all the like, cute bottles. So when I was clicking, I saw Remy Martin, so I got it just for decoration. So I was like, you know what, I want to try it out. It's actually really good, and I googled it, so I was like, okay, so what do you mix with this, and how do you make it? Because I I actually like make drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I like go to YouTube. Are you good later. at it? Making drinks? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like the stuff that I drink for myself. Nobody else probably would drink it because they were like, "Is a crazy guy with like a weird like palate?" But for people, yeah, I like doing like the. I go to classes. You don't have classes for it. I used to go to like a Hennessy class and they teach you the different levels of Hennessy. There's different levels? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you can come over now that I unblocked you and we'll like go through them. Um, but like there's like levels there and then they teach you how to like make them. I even got like the little square ice or the circle ice depending on which one you're drinking and like the orange and then like infusing it with the smoke. I learned how to do all that stuff. So I learned That's that awesome. with um, Remy Martin but it's like really good. It's very good. Very good mix too. So that's what's on your like your radar right now. That's Martin, your, yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm all I'm a 1942 person. If I ever go to a party, I always bring alcohol, and it's always a bottle of 1942 because it's what I like. And then if you sit it there, then it's gonna look better than what everybody else bought. That's because it comes in a casket. But if you bring that to a party, mm-hmm. don't you just want to keep it so then you can drink it? Well, I have some in my house. It's a gift to the person. I'm a firm believer. You don't walk into anybody's house and like not. 
bring a moment. So yeah, that's why well, I take I'm going to write that you. down so when I come over to your house, I don't get blocked again. No, no. You, ah, you're good. You come, You got to bring them. You got to my house. That's just how I am when I go places. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to a party, I'm not about to bring no food or no napkins and stuff. Baby, I'm trying to get food. Do it. So I'm going to bring a bottle. So I always bring 1942 because it's a nice tequila. It's a nice tequila. You, know, you don't have to like mix it. You can just drink it. I don't let people like mix it with stuff. It's to take shots of or to sip on. Are you more of a shots person or are you more of like a, a mixed drink? I'll, I'll drink anything. anything. But like particular things like 1942, yeah, we're going to like, like we're gonna sip on it like as it's formed because it's smoked mm-hmm. for a reason, mm-hmm. and it also gets you real like fucked up. And if you take shots of it, that's not fun. Just a waste. Yeah. Like you know, like sip, take your time, look cute with it, heat it up on a little heating glass if you want to. Oh, yeah, you didn't have those things. Oh, well, we're gonna heat up this break and then we are going to get back. <laughs> we'll see you soon on the Sissy That Talk Show <laughs> podcast. Not heat up that break. And we're back. Truly. Thanks so much for listening to the Sissy That Talk Show podcast. This isn't the outro, but I was about to do it. How are you doing, Cornbread? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. We're back after this break. Yeah. We're talking about some alcohol. Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about it all day. We have been. It's because you brought it. Mood. Oh, mood. <laughs> so um, I have a question. How <laughs> much does your family know about your drag career? A lot. They actually really invested. Like before, it wasn't too much of a thing, but like, um, they're like, like they're deeply invested in it now. Um, they know stuff about me before I know it most of the time. Like if like I do a project and it comes out, my brother knows way before I do because like you film it and then it comes out like yeah. later. Yeah, he knows all the time. Um, but they're like super invested in it, like very invested. Now. All supportive. Oh, super supportive now. Yeah. yeah. Before, obviously, we had a little issues and stuff. Um, but like no, they're like here for like gung ho, like very, very supportive of it, which is great. I have a question that I hope I can word it in a correct way. Um, when it comes to being um, a trans woman mm-hmm. and then having a drag career, how do you differentiate like the drag aspect before you came out? Okay. To the drag aspect after. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, um, so. Mm. Easiest way to put it, um, obviously, drag was the outlet a lot. So not a lot, but like some people take, um, and then they discover themselves through yes. that and what they're most comfortable in. Um, but for me, honestly, it's like I think they develop and they grow together um, in a sense of like Demoria is obviously my normal self and my everyday self, but like I'm still the same crazy person when I am in drag. Drag is just my performance art in the career and like the person mm-hmm. you come up with. Um, before I was doing more drag that would get me the attention that I needed to get to where I needed to go in the sense of, oh, can't be fun, blah, blah, blah. I walked around, saw what I didn't see, and I was like, okay, let me put myself there and move me up. Afterwards, now I'm doing the stuff that I want to, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily have to be that cornbread I was before. And then I think transition helped me with that as well. Me transitioning and being comfortable with my body and being comfortable with who I was kind of opened up a new door for me performance-wise. So it definitely changed for sure. Yeah. But the more it wouldn't be a person without drag. Yeah, honestly, because I would have never put on like a wig and makeup so to like feel it, the fantasy. Do you remember the first time that you put on a wig and makeup? Yeah, I hated it. When? It was, I did the Orange County. Um, There was like a pageant. The only reason I got into drag is my drag mom was like, um, you should do this competition. It's for people who've never done it. I said, girl, I'm not doing that shit. And she was like, it's for money. I said, okay, girl, I'm doing that shit. So I did it and I thought I was going to do this one time and I did it, performed, and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then from that, somebody was like, I want to hire you from brunch. And it just started to snowball. I've literally worked every single week since my first day in drag. Like, I shit you not. I've nonstop not worked. Even going to come to West Hollywood, I was like 
doing it. And I was, like, working, I think, two weeks in. I was, like, doing places. And then, like, a month in, I had, like, residencies and stuff. Because I did musical theater before all of this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that first moment definitely solidified it. And, it was, and I'm telling you, it was the first song I performed at that pageant, girl, in a dress I couldn't fit. Why couldn't you fit? Because it wasn't mine. It wouldn't zip in the bag. So I wore long hair. That's smart. And don't Did you move. Have, you didn't move. Stay right on the stage. That's how I learned how to go ahead and just emote to the people. Got I won for the best um, performance. I lost the pageant, though, because I didn't raise the most amount of money. Mm. I didn't know that was a factor. Should have known it was a charity event. <laughs> Put two and two together. But, yeah, that's my first time. I still go watch it, too. But still do it. Is it on YouTube? No, I watch. I go to the um, pageant every year. Oh, I thought you were saying you rewatch your performance. Over no, and over I won't again. even look for it. But um, I go back to the pageant all the time and just sit in the back and like watch it, just because it's like literally what started my career for sure. Yeah. So it has a little place in your heart. It does. If I had a heart, but it'd be there. But I'm kidding. Yeah. I if you had a heart. heart. <laughs> if I had a heart. But yeah, no, it was legit. It was fun. I just hated it. Why? Wigs is itchy. Um, when I'm not human. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the dress didn't fit, so that was obviously tight. And then makeup on your face, it just felt all weird. And like, yeah. you know, I think I was weird because I felt comfortable, if that makes sense. I think I was weirded out because I was so comfortable with like what it was. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to like feel, you know, because I'm yeah. just like still in my like mental love transitioning and stuff. And I didn't know what that was. So I probably was weirded out because it was too comfortable that I hated it, maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Mm. This is therapy now. It is therapy. <laughs> Look at you getting me through. Have you ever I been to therapy? Every day. Every day. No, I'm kidding. I go to therapy once a week. That's good. You got to keep your mental together. You do. If you crazy like me, you need therapy. As much shit as I talk, and on the regular, and as much crazy stuff that come out of my mouth, I need to tell somebody the stuff that I don't say. Yeah. What do you think your therapist thinks about you? She think I'm crazy. She told me. She said, something wrong with you, child. I said, baby, I know that. I'm here talking to you. She funny as hell, and she be reading me down. Really? Yeah, yeah. My therapist is funny. But I've half like. Two and a half years? Three years? Yeah, so she know me, know me. So she be like, ooh, now girl, I can't excuse you for that. Like, she'll let me know for sure. She thinks I'm bad shit, and she's correct. Well, that's good that you know that. Yeah, hell yeah, you got to know it. You can't live like this if you don't know it. (laughs) Baby, I live in my crazy. But a bad shit ain't bad. But no, I do have a therapist. She's great. Like, she talks to me all the time about, like, how I be presenting myself and saying stuff. Before I tweet stuff, sometimes I talk to her about it, too. Really? Hell Did yeah, you she talk was... to her before you blocked me? Mm-mm. But I called her. I said, girl, I had to block his ass. <laughs> right on the bus. You playing about for real. No, but I explained to her why. And she said, that's a good thing. Because, you know, you a year ago would probably try to go back and be combative. I'm like, yeah. But she don't know I'd be combative in people's inboxes. I don't tell her that part. Because that's private. Like, girl. you can't see that in public. And she going to listen to this, too. Mm. Is she? Oh, she listens and watches everything. I heard what you said, and then she drags me on it. She's really good. What does she think of? What does she think of your dating life? She know I'm a hoe. Are you a hoe? No, I'm actually not a whore. I'm actually not that sexually active today. I was last night though, but like, yeah, no, I'm not much of a whore. Um, I screw the same people. I have my same Rolodex. Okay, I can count on my hand the amount of people that I've hooked up with. What's your definition of hooking up? Like contact what do you mean because sometimes people like hooking up means mm-hmm. actual sex like uh-huh. penetration and then sometimes hooking up just means like anal is not sex so that does not count first off what'd you say anal does not count that's not sex okay we all know well that. then what's hooking up 
Mm. When they pay for it, and no, I'm kidding. Um, no, like, but like, if you make contact, anything in the form of like, so is making out hooking up, sucking and fucking. What you want me to say? Did, uh, no, making out. No, that's the way to say hello. Is sucking a dick? Yes, that's hooking up. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Dangling pot of simples in your throat. That's definitely a um a hookup. But yeah, like that. But I can count on my hand. Cause I'm literally, I do, I'm too lazy to go look for extra. I'm going okay. We already cool with each other. Ain't no ties in there. I like this. I can go by my business. You go about your business. And then we need mm-hmm. to. We'll watch a little movie. We'll watch a little Naruto, a couple of episodes. And sometimes we even like be fucking around. But like, yeah, it's like the same people. So, are you not interested in the dating pool? Yeah, but I just, it wouldn't be fair. Why? Because I don't be having no time. Ask my friends. I better look at my phone and answer a text message on the record. David can tell you. Um, I don't answer text messages. I don't answer phone calls. So it's like, I'm always like, my mind now was like, get into everything you can do. Like, get a business, do this and this. So now that I've gotten the platform, I don't want to just stop at Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I worked here to get to this point. Now it's past Drag Race. Drag Race was just a stepping stone. Drag Race was a, a gig that was a bigger gig than the ones I had before. Now I'm trying to propel. propel. So I'm like, I don't want to like, get in a relationship with somebody and to be shady towards them if I'm not available if I'm not there and available to you as a person like I want you to be to me then I'm not gonna do that to you that's so that's screwed that's, that's screwed screwing, screwing somebody I'm not doing that but that's good that you do that's that so because a lot yeah. of people don't no for sure and a lot of people just leave people on or ghost people or be whatever and, and what's the point yeah what's the point girl and then I'm gonna have to really talk to my therapist yes so no I, know. I don't know I do want to eventually like Settle down. Like, I want, like, to adopt children. Multiple. Um, Multiple? Yeah, but, I like, when I'm older, like, I'm, like, super rich. And, well, I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. Because rich is just a cute little coin. Wealthy is, like, huh, I ain't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. When I'm, like, super wealthy, I want to adopt kids that are, like, 15 and 16. And just, like, put them all the way through their last little years of high school. And then pay for them to go to college. And then be but done with it. assholes? Well, then, I'm an asshole, too. That's just life. Assholes just need love. Don't your asshole need love? You know what? Yeah, it does. Girl, all assholes need love. Whether they're people or actual assholes. Yeah. That's why you asked me to stick a taxidermy rat up my ass on the last segment. But um, no, because kids like that don't get like adopted. Like 15 and 16 years old, I was like put out of my house at a very young age. And somebody took me in. So I wanted to like, give them an opportunity. And I want to put them through college to show somebody like them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. But I don't want no toddlers. Well, baby, I ain't changing no, damp- no diapers. No. You don't like a baby. Mm-mm. Guy, when I got my puppy, yeah, the yeah, trainer was now. knocking on the door five minutes before they dropped her off. Baby, you got to teach her to piss on the pad or something because I'm not about to sit up here and be sleeping shit. She's really good at it, though. But she has a trainer that comes to see her every day. Teach her because I ain't got time to be picking up nobody's shit. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no babies. No babies. Mm-mm. Old ass kids. Okay, Damn. so what would you, What what's your like dream guy? Dream guy? Mm, I never thought about that. Like, who do I want in this moment in time? Who do you want in your future moment in time? Well, me, this is going to change through the years. But me right now, I want to go, like, 80, 85 years old, um, super wealthy, will easily sign over the deeds. Um, but, like, kind of sort of rough health issues. So Anna Nicole Smith's Practically. Hell yeah, get that yeah. bag. Um, but, like, in the future, it'll probably change. Yeah. See, that's why I'm in a relationship. That's what, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Too bad money. But, yeah, I'll take them, you know. Decrepit, love it, check. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that question. I don't have like a, a standard kind of situation. Well, we have a standard, and we're gonna go to a break. I'll be right back <laughs> with more of Sissy That Talk Show podcast. <laughs> 
We are back. It's the Sissy That Talk show podcast. I'm with the beautiful Cornbread. You're so sweet. By the way, I love your outfit. Thank you. This is actually really cute. Thanks. You trying to get rule or my, uh, run for our money, huh? This is a crispy ass suit. I like this. I don't even lie to you. Thank you. This is nice. Thank you. I'll pass, it, I'll pass it right on to you afterwards. Give me a couple months to lose some weight so I can get in that motherfucker, but I take it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cornbread, you became really good friends with Willow Pill. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about her win and all of that she has coming towards her? I kind of knew she was going to win it. Um, you knew after you left. Yeah, after I left for sure. Um, she was somebody I did look at as competition while we were there. Um, not competition like, oh my God, I, I need to keep up with this person one more in a sense. Okay, cool. There's a way of her storyline and her life and what she's presenting on the main stage could be something that can be like, Paired, you know, with what I'm doing in my trajectory, my storyline, and all this stuff like that. Um, but like, well deserved, 100. Very creative. Um, I feel like she deserved. It. I'm not just being biased on it. Like, it was a very good, like, innovative way to do drag. And everybody's like, oh, she's gonna be weird, like Evie. And I feel like her and Evie were completely opposite of each other. Oh yeah. Willow style of drag in her mind is just like insane and like the best way. And it's also things that I always wanted to try for myself too, but I was just like afraid to do it. The drag that I presented on Drag Race was very much me still listening to the standards of what X, Y, and Z should be. And like things got crazy afterwards because of Willow. I was like literally, I literally wore these mushroom earrings. That's my homegirl. Um, and it's like a Willow kind of moment. Um, and we just talked on the phone too before I came over here. So um, yeah, no, we're still like this. Have you guys done mushrooms together? Shrooms. We, we did shrooms one time together and it did not work on me. It was me and a few other people in the cabin along with Willow. I won't say their names because I don't know if they're like open to, mm-hmm. to talk about it. Um, but yeah, we did them. And then I was sitting there and I was like, okay. And they were like crawling on the floor and they were seeing a lot of shit. And I'm like, bitch, I don't see nothing. And I'm like, well, what happened? I'm like, well, how come everybody else tripping, but I'm they not? They gave you the placebo. Or either that, or I was probably bigger than all of them, so it was just, it didn't flow. They were little motherfuckers. So for me, I was like, well, maybe I should have drank two cups and not just one. But yeah, it didn't work. I wasn't hallucinating. Probably because I already see shit in my probably crazy. I, it probably made me normal. Because I'm already crazy and see shit on a regular, something wrong with me. I told you my therapist should be going through it because of me. So maybe the shrooms made me a quite normal person. It might have balanced it out. For those couple of hours. That's what was wrong with me. I saw clarity <laughs> when I did them shrooms. I was normal when I did them. Might need me some more. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I didn't feel anything from it. But she was tripping like a bitch. She was crawling. And she was just knew she was into the ground. I'm like, baby, you're not in the ground. You're on the couch. And she just knew she was just traveling. And I'm like, girl, you just literally sitting here. She's going crazy. The other person was in the jacuzzi talking about they see aliens coming. Missy Elliott. If not, if I would have saw her coming there, that would I would ask for autograph. No shade, shrooms or not, I would ask. But somebody but thought like, Missy Elliot Elliot was aliens in the jacuzzi. Oh, they thought aliens. aliens! I thought you said Missy Elliot. No, but that probably would have been trippier <laughs> than the damn aliens. Oh, I see Missy Elliot coming. I'm like, bitch, no, you don't. But yeah, no, I didn't trip too bad. Okay, girl, that's good. I want to do it again now. Yeah, I got some. We're gonna go to Disney in a couple of weeks. I would do that. I haven't been to Disney in forever. You want to do the stream? Yeah, I okay. would go because okay. I, I couldn't fit on any of the rides. Like, what's the point of me going? If I can't fit the ride. You can fit on the ride. Shit. <laughs> you can fit on the ride. Them damn things ain't coming. That harness ain't coming over these damn titties of this waist. And you know that. So what's the point of going to Disney? Uh, to, to walk around and eat? Damn be sluggish and mad. I want to get on the roller coaster. So I got to wait. We can go in like six months. Okay, six months. I would actually go with you. I'm not kidding. I would too. I'm not a liar. I got a pass, so we can go. I don't have one of those, but I'll get one. Yeah. And then this I got, we got the goods. You got fast pass? Yeah. I also okay, good. Yeah, I got I got some goods. I got I got okay. a lot of goods. I still got my front boot. of the line. I got stuff. my boot from the show too. 
Oh, so you can get the disability pass. Don't say that on the fucking podcast. If you're going to come attack my ass, the fuck is wrong with you? Why the hell would you say that? Why would you say that? Now they about to come over here and kick my <laughs> you head. You said you had your boot. Yeah, but you had to say it, damn it. You know what I meant when I said the boot. You should have kept that to yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. I could have, I could have lied. Like, no, I'm talking about my walking boot. And you're going to tell the people what I'm talking about for real. Now I'm let you wait in the line when I go in front of you. <laughs> you snitching. You snitch on me. Now I'm about to get blocked by people. We should have our own show called Block. No, I'm kidding. Block? <laughs> <laughs> people we've blocked yes. and why we did it. No, I'm Yes. <laughs> Blocking everybody. I did look at my phone, too, and Crystal Method did block me. So. I told you. I know. We were sitting on the bus together. Why were you talking about me on a bus? Why were you talking about us at your house? See? It matches up, doesn't it? It does match Tit up. for tat, baby. Tit no, I'm kidding. For tat. She, it was, they literally stressed everybody out. I'm telling you. They were like, I think we'll talk about that later. We're going to have a conversation. That's going to be one of our off, off uh, podcast conversation. But they're not bad. But like, yeah, we ain't got to keep beating the dead horse. Don't come after me, Peter. That's a phrase. Peter. Dead oh, horse. Oh, because you're beating a dead horse. Yeah, they, they're about to come after me talking about beating on animals and stuff. They'll twist it. They will twist it. Yeah. And then People. they'll take Miley Cyrus and put her nude on a cover and put PETA across her chest. Somebody did that? They're always naked. That's very specific. But why Miley Cyrus? Because I think she did it before. She, she put PETA on her titties? Yeah, I think so. I could put the whole organization against man. I could like I could put their whole like manuscript of what they do. Cause my titties, cause you know, mine got them little ones, so she just put PETA. Are titties fun? They actually are, until they're not. But when do they? When are they not? Fun? When your back be hurting like a bitch, like that's be the only reason. When be, or when you lay down too fast and they lean back, you almost choke yourself. That ain't good either. I'm into choking, but I don't like surprise choking. Yeah. Like, I want to scream, choke me, daddy. But the titties, they just going to choke on their own if you, like, doing the wrong way. Oh, But on the airport, in the airplane, when you're sitting in there and you don't want to lean side either way, you do like the, the perfect pillow. Lovely. These really? titties have helped me in so many occasions. Wow. Good and bad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I fooled many people with these things. What do you mean by fooled? They be tricked. How? You go to the straight club. Mm-hmm. And they be like, hey, yo, what's up? I be like, hey. And they're like, oh my God, I'd be shocked. And then they look down. Oh my God, the first time I went to the airport before I changed my ID um, to my pet, like my passport just like look like me now. It was me like back in the day. And so I had like a little mustache, a little beard, and all this stuff. But like I was already starting my transition, so I needed to fly. So I walked up in the dress, but it was a dress which was like push up and everything. So I walked and I handed him, I was in Florida of all places. And I handed him my ID and he go, he was looking. He was looking like, and I was like, yes, that's me. And then he was very shocked. So these titties have confused lots of people. TSA, they definitely run me through that thing a few times because they don't know what's going on up in here. But now my ID looks like me, so we're good. Mm. But they confuse people. Do you like airports? Hate them. Loved them before. At the drag race, despised them. Atlanta airport. Ugh. Oh, Atlanta airport's the worst. I've seen Atlanta airport way more than I wanted to. Like, I've been airport so much, I became Delta Diamond in like four and a half months, six months. I'm always in airports. So Atlanta is always where you transfer over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand it. When you Ooh, do so gigs, bad. when you do gigs, do you get booked on first class or coach? What do you mean? Like do you choose? Do I choose? Is in a rider. I don't ask for nothing. What do you ask for? I don't ask for no alcohol, I ask for no snacks, I ask for no food. I just want a good seat on the airplane. That's it. That's all I ask for. So you want in the dress room? Nope. You don't need this? Nope. I don't need you to get me. I don't need you to pick me up. You just your job to get me to the hotel and get me there. But as long as you get me a nice seat on the plane, I don't need nothing else from you. It's just my comfort getting there. That's the only thing I need. Everything else I can do by myself. I can order my own food. Yeah. If I need makeup, I can get my own makeup. If you need people ask for like, oh, I want cigarettes and chewing gum. Bitch, that should be in your bag anyway. So it just doesn't make no sense to me. So yeah, I don't ask for nothing but a good flight. 
That's it. And if you can't, then I can't do it. Window or aisle? Oh, um, depending on how long the flight is and where I'm going. If it's like a quick flight, then give me the aisle. If it's like a sit-down-long situation, the window so I can lean my head. Mm. Yeah. No middle, though, because there won't be a middle seat in this section. I'm sitting here. All right. Well, last question for you, Cornbread, is Barbara Walters used to always ask people and celebrities that she interviewed, if they were a tree, what tree would they be? But I would like to know from you, Mm -hmm. if you were a sandwich, what sandwich would you be? Ooh. Mm, I don't know, honestly. That's really hard. A sandwich? Okay, what about pizza? That's hard, too. It's like, mm. why would you ask that? That's the hardest thing somebody could ask. That's stressful. A sandwich? A sandwich, yes. I don't know. That's hard. That's, I'm not even trying to be dramatic. That's very hard. Like, who, what kind of sandwich would you be? Okay. If I were to be a sandwich. You see how stressful that is? I, I, I get it. I get it. That stressed me out. Because now on the whole car ride back, I'm going to be thinking about sandwiches and what kind of sandwich I would be if I was on somebody's goddamn table. And I wouldn't know. Now I feel like I'm less than the rest of the world because everybody knows what sandwich they want to be but not me. Who know that many sandwiches? There's a lot of sandwiches. You can go to Subway and you have a variety. See, that's how I would know what sandwich I want to be. That's very The multiple personalities I got, I would be a tray. You know the trays they do at parties Mm -hmm. with the multiple flavors of sandwiches? That would be me. I would be a sandwich platter. So you're a surprise. Yeah, I got a lot of personalities. They're in here talking out. I was trying to see which one I was going to let do the podcast today. They're in there fighting because one of them want to get a word. I said, girl, stay back. But like, yes, I would be like a whole tray. Let's do that. A tray of sandwiches because I don't know which one I'm going to be. But I'm going to eat every last one of them. I'm going to just pick one up because it's a lot of pressure. Grabbing a sandwich off a sandwich tray. Well, guys, you can go grab your sandwich on your sandwich tray as you watch the Sissy That Talk show, Mm -hmm. the actual YouTube episode. You can go check that out on YouTube. This has been the Sissy That Talk show podcast. Thank you so much, Cornbread, for being here and chatting it up with me. Thank you. No, I really enjoyed myself. But a sandwich, though? I know. You said sandwich. Hi. Sandwich. Sissy That Talk Show podcast is a Moguls of Media and Forever Dog production. Hosted by Joseph Shepard. Produced by Big Dipper, Joe Cilio, and Mariah Nicholas. Engineered by Margot Padilla. And edited by Doug Robertson.